good for my uh, treatment, but uh, in the uh, same time, I also thought, oh, is it, is it, did I have ask enough for the, uh, for the film also, or shall I ask more? And that was also a very good, and, and I, la I have uh, all the material was very important for me uh, to uh, understand my cancer and to understand my situation. So at home I've looked several times the same uh, talk, the same treatment. Yeah. Uh, um, and then still, I, that I thought, hey, what is she saying now? And, uh, and then I had another question. She must have been a very special patient because she asked all the time. My experience is, and not being a patient, but uh, accompanying people who are patients, that patients themselves hardly ever ask or know how to ask or even, even dare to. I think that's very true. I think there's a big difference between lots of patients. There are patients who ask questions the whole time, who always come in with a whole list of questions they've written down. And there are uh, questions, uh, patients that you say, well, you know, have I explained everything enough? Have you any questions? And who never have any questions. And I think it's a good point that it's, um, it's very difficult to really uh, feel how much a patient wants to know. If you feel you've told them, um, what's going to happen, what they can expect, uh, as much as possible. But there can be patients who want to know a lot more. One of the difficulties with hormone therapy is that we, I mean, we always tell something about what can happen. There are ladies who have a desperate amount of, of complaints from, homo from hormone therapy, like you, but there are also ladies who have no complaints whatsoever. Yes. So it's very, so what do you tell? Do you tell you could have awful complaints and really want to stop, or you might have no complaints at all? So you, you really don't know. So it really is start you could get lots of complaints as if as as if you're in menopause but we'll wait and see because you really don't know you don't you don't trust us that we really always are now. Well, <laughs> I, I think it's not because of the camera, but Meral's breast buddies could tell you if it's... Yeah. 
Yeah, of course. It wasn't really the diagnosis by telephone. We'd seen each other um, the day before and um, already found out a lot so that there were more tumors and lymph nodes. And um, it was a different situation because it was really uh, on request of Meral that we uh, had on the day of the MRI and the day of the PET scan, which gives, a, which gives security in the information that you already know, but can also give additional information as to metastases somewhere else. Um, she wanted to hear by phone. So it was a... Uh, but the same day, eh? The same day as the, I had, I the had MRI and the PET scan. You didn't want to wait. So we spoke no. to each other in the evening. I rang her from my kitchen. Sending my children away. You rang away. her from your, your kitchen. Do you yeah. understand this at all? Because I'm now worried about the microphone. Do I you? Didn't. And did you? I didn't know okay. she was recording me, obviously. You did not. But, um, she should have known. <laughs> you, you are not allowed to record someone. But most of the information was what she already knew, so more, t more than one tumor. Uh, that we'd already found uh, and proven the lymph nodes in the axilla. So really what I was giving her, at least as far as I was concerned, was, was good, good news. news that there was nothing else in the rest of the body okay. that meant that you could be cured. Did you experience it like that? Good news? It was good news. After, after this phone uh, call, we have opened champagne. Really? Yeah. So mm. I was very happy that I just had only breast cancer. Yes, well, I can imagine, and now we know why, because we saw the whole film. Yeah. Um, uh, the standard equipment is, by, by the way, a box of tissues, I understand, in the Sloat Farsi guys. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You needed a lot of that, I think, yeah? Um, what, when did you actually decide to make a film of this? Because you said just now uh, I had it a half a year and I didn't film at all. So there must have been a moment that you decided now I'm going to make a documentary about it. Now, first of all, I have make photographs and I'm, I mean... I yeah, we saw those. Yeah, so yeah, I am a filmmaker, so I always... Uh, but first, but I thought I don't want to make a film about breast cancer. I don't want to make a film about uh, illness. And I, about yourself being ill. I mean, that's... Yeah. Another thing. Yeah. Now, I uh, start filming when, uh, after the first surgery, that uh, my breast was gone. The Tupperware. Uh, the Tupperware, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's also the opening of the film. Yeah. But that was, I thought, where's, where's my breast? And I want to see my breast. And, uh, and she took the, she, uh, and I thought, I have to film that because I don't know what it is. And I want to have it at home. And um, yeah. so started. What did you think when you found out that she wanted to make a documentary oh, yeah. about it? Well, she was mentioning it for really the whole six months beforehand. She was now and then saying, I really should be filming because I'm a filmmaker. And why don't I want to? And um, well, I thought it was quite logical that she didn't want to because she was in the middle normal. of chemotherapy. It's so normal, everything. Going yeah. to have her breast amputated. Well, does yeah. it feel like it's, we'll just make a film about this? So obviously she needed to, yeah, be ready to make a film about it. So it was almost expected, um, but not expected that she wanted to see the pathologist and then uh, see her own breast in the Tupperware no. pot. No, and, and did everyone agree? Or did some people say, I don't want to be filmed? Did you, did you, 
have a, have a meeting with all the therapists well, to, to... No, the first thing I did was send her to the one man we have in the whole hospital who is called the PR man. The some letter. hospitals have I've a whole... I've seen three men. Some <laughs> hospitals have a whole department. We have one man. And uh, to see if it was allowed. And after that, I think everyone said yes. I think not everyone felt so comfortable with the little camera the whole time, but... What exactly... Um, yes. no, but, but I have... But there was also... Uh, um, uh, when I say, oh, no, it's going to be a film. First, I start with like a digital uh, diary. Mm -hmm. I start filming, like digital diary. That's also the first scenes are like, I've, it was not for the film. Later on, a couple months later, it's, I said, no, nah, I think it's going to be a film. And then the PR from, from the boat. There was a script. I mean, yeah, there is I also, saw. Yeah, there was a script also. And, uh, but um, I've made an appointment with all my... Uh, treatments, behandelaars, uh, uh, therapists. Therapist. Um, I've made an appointment with them that uh, uh, before the uh, the picture lock is, they have they, they can see it. Okay. So that they are uh, free uh, to. to uh, that was important, eh? Yeah. Free to say, I don't want yeah. this. Uh, get it out. Everybody, yeah. we all came. To, she invited us all together, and okay. so we all watched it together. And uh, so everyone from the Slotvaart and from the Aviel together. And, uh, and what did you think when you saw had, it? What um, was your What was your first impression? Well, the first time I watched it, I have to admit, I was really just concentrating on whether anybody said medically something strange. And the second time I saw it, I really thought it was a really sweet film. Yeah, sweet, personal, brave. That's what I thought. Yeah. So the first time I was on the edge of my seat to make sure nobody said it's something stupid. And well, nobody did. Nobody did. Nobody did, okay. What did you want to achieve with this film? Uh, How did you want to, us to look at it? Now, for me, um, I really want to understand my cancer. That was, for me, very important. That's also the reason to make the film. And... Um, and uh, I, I am a filmmaker and I am patient and, and I think in my case it, it is one plus one is not two but three. I can make the difference and, uh, uh, and I, I'm uh, more than 30 years filmmaker and I haven't seen a film like this. No, because the difference is we see through your eyes exactly what you see when yeah. you're in bed there or on a... Uh, yeah. yeah. Everybody... All, all my therapists, they are talking in the camera and, uh, and, and when you see the film, you are like, you, you, are, you are me. Yes. And that's very, the, the perspec perspective. Yeah, the perspective. Perspective of the, of the film is very uh, uh, special. Yes, yeah, I understand, I see that. I mean, but what, what did you want us, how did you, what did you want us to learn from it or to, to take with us from it? I want to show how is it to be a patient, a cancer patient. But, but, but yes, what was but my life yeah. the, in the, the past two years? But how was it for you to be a patient? Because I, I think every patient, every cancer is a different cancer. Every patient, I mean, it's so personal. Can we see how it is to be a patient? Obviously not completely, but I think that um, I think that in the in the large scheme of things, you do get the feeling 
of, of what it's like to be the patient and to have so many questions. This moving train and not yeah. getting off yeah. and, and that, that kind and of thing. And also hearing from, uh, from the other patients, the breast buddies, um, that were uh, in tears, I think, virtually every time they see the film because it, because it really confronts them with what they've been through themselves. So I think probably in, in the large scheme of things, it, does, it will be recognisable for a lot of other patients. What was the most confronting thing for you as a patient or as a filmmaker? What was most confronting? The Is whole film? Yeah, the, the whole film. Yeah, sure. No, but there are these moments, the pain in the artificial breasts, for instance, or the, 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 the hormonal effects. Yeah. I think everything. Everything, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my mother. with my mother. Yeah, and her crying. Yeah, the other woman was a ch a, an aunt. A, or, or uh, yeah, yeah, an aunt. Okay, yeah, and the way she took it. Yeah, yeah, and I can imagine that it's, it's terrible to have uh, that your child have cancer. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Is there, a, yeah, it's a ridiculous question, but there are no stupid questions we said before. Is there a message in this film? There needn't be, but is there? You, they, you have to uh, yeah. look in, into the soul of a cancer patient. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing we do, but that's not the message, is it? Yeah, but that's what I want to s uh, show with the film. You seem to have a message that she doesn't. No, well, and I think that that's not entirely true because um, we hear your questions and you see our answers, but we don't really see what it does with you. What the, so that's the bit you kept private. And I think that's good because you have to keep something private. Because everything else is open to the world. What did it do with you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, private. I know. That was Look, private. If you don't want to answer it, don't answer it. Just don't. Yeah, the message is clear. Okay, the message is clear. Good. Um, in that case, I won't ask any uh, further. Did you feel um, you were adequately informed the whole process, along the whole process, by what was, yeah? No, you are not. No. But I can, you, you, get, you can tell it better. I mean, you get the diagnosis and you start in one thing and then the first, uh, Nicola said to me, do not Google, and uh, uh, not in the Very internet. <laughs> and I did that for two months. Oh. And, and then you I did go Google. I googled. Oh, you shouldn't have. Oh, that was so hard, terrible. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, and you do. I mean, yeah, you, you, you can't beta. You do it by step by step. Yeah, but if you start immediately with Googling, then you find all sorts of things that will never have anything to do with you and that, are, that you, well, you don't want to know. So that will never... And so, but if you are more informed slowly along the way, then you can start to look up specific things, and that's different. Yes, but you can tell them those specific things as well. Yeah. 
and well, you we do try you to. were rather honest the only yes. thing you didn't want to do was uh, a talk in certainties i mean it's all percentages and no I chances I, I wanted to talk in certainties about not finding anything else in the reoperation and yeah, in the in the correction of the of the new breast um, because uh, uh, but I, I couldn't say no, 100% certainty there will be no breast tissue there because I'm the one who removed the breast tissue. So I'm sure, but I can't, I could, I'm not allowed to promise 100%. So I knew, but that's what I felt, not what I could prove. Yeah. So and it's proven by just being fatty tissue and scar tissue. And you want to have removed. certainties, of course, but you won't get them at all. No. 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 Okay, are there any questions in the, by, uh, by, uh, among, among the visitors, visitors, any questions? Yes, um, I can come, well, you can ook eens proberen en dan kan ik het. No, I think you have to, we have to, I'll keep it because that's, no, 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 no. There are, there Perhaps are, we ha should, should, should repeat the question because otherwise the people w won't have heard well, it. Well, I think the question really is why the choice to immediately make a breast with silicone instead of making a breast with, uh, with the body's own tissue, so like stomach fat or uh, back fat and muscle or whatever. Um, we choose uh, in most of Holland, but we choose uh, we, the Slotifert, together with the Avial, because we always do the same thing. We choose the most simple form of a reconstruction when someone is in the middle of a treatment for cancer. And the most simple form of reconstruction is a silicone breast. So you remove the breast, but leave the skin, sometimes the nipple, depending on where the tumor is, and then uh, put a breast-formed silicone implant in under the muscle. And um, that is the breast reconstruction that is the most simple and with the least uh, number of complications and the least uh, dangerous complications because a woman is in the middle of treatment for cancer. And um, a lot of ladies think at the beginning when they have a, uh, a silicon implant, well, this is temporary and f at the end I will want for example, uh, a stomach fat uh, reconstruction or something else. But most of the ladies who have the silicon implant reconstruction who thought that at the beginning, are, 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 it's acceptable for them um, when they have the silicon implant, as long as it doesn't ride up and become really uncomfortable like it did with Meral. Was it an option not to have a reconstruction at all? It's always an option never to have a reconstruction, but I think a reconstruction should always be offered, always, to every woman who has to have an amputation, because you are never, um, you're never, uh, it, it's never the wrong thing to do. Sometimes, as we saw one lady, she'd made the choice to have no reconstruction, that's her choice, and so therefore it's for her it's a good choice, but we know that psychologically, it's a lot more difficult to wake up from an operation with nothing than it is to wake up from an operation with some kind of replacement mm. breast. Um, and even if 
Yeah, if you do have to do something like radiotherapy and know that there is a chance, the chance is about 20%, that it will ride up and become cosmetically less pretty right. and that's, more uncomfortable. Yeah. If you start with nothing and you do radiotherapy and then decide to do a secondary reconstruction, then you really have to choose a big reconstruction. Mm. So I really feel you've never lost out by doing a reconstruction. Was it for your, you an option at all not to have a reconstruction? Did you think about it long? Yes, I think about it. And, um, uh, but I think, yeah, you talked with me, and then you said, uh, do it. Yeah. You persuaded her. Well, you said the same she, thing uh, you probably did as, as, as you do now. Yeah. Yes. You never really lose out, because even if it doesn't turn out at the end how you wanted it, and you have to do something to make it better again, so in this case, the But there was a lot of pain involved. Yeah. At, uh, on one moment. Yeah, for the second operation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's possible. But if you'd had, it would be two operations if you'd had nothing too. Only then the second operation would be much bigger. Yes, clear. So. Any questions? No. Daar. Daar met die bril. Uh, ik ben wel uh, gelijk gaan googelen toen ik hoorde dat ik borstkanker had. Iets verder weg? Nee, dat is oké. Sorry. Um, I started googling uh, right after I heard I have breast cancer. This was last July. And what I uh, really found out, and that's um, for me was it a big shock, that the most treatments they offer in the Dutch hospitals are giving other chances on cancer. Like chemo. Chemo is known that it can cause other forms of cancer. Radiation also, tamoxifen also. The World Health Organization has put tamoxifen on the list of cancerous treatments. So I was shocked that we um, are offered as breast cancer patients uh, treatments that have these kind of risks. And, um, and I was uh, uh, really disappointed that uh, an alternative for tamoxifen, for example, I offered to the oncologist that I had had information of one of the um, fabricants who made an alternative medicine out of natural flavors and not chemical stuff, that he didn't want to know anything about it. I offered him this information, he said, no, I don't want to know anything about it. So, uh, and there are a lot of other S a sort of treatments possible, but they don't believe in it and they, well, they don't uh, cooperate with people like me who said, I, I want it on another way. Okay, that's a cl well, clear, clear yeah, question. The question is, is clear. Well, one of the problems is the treatments that are offered are proven to give a much better survival after cancer. And for example, tamoxifen, as you say, it has uh, a small risk of inducing um, uterus cancer, uterine cancer, but that risk is much smaller than the benefit that is uh, in, in survival of, uh, of a percentage of breast cancer patients. So the, per the, the survival that it gives is much bigger than the small chance of cancer that it gives. And the same goes for chemotherapy. You don't have the choice and you know that you're getting, you're, you're looking for a much, much bigger benefit 
understand the complications. And for natural remedies, I mean, I have nothing against anything natural in addition to, um, to the regular treatment. But what really needs to be done is that if you, your uh, fabricant has uh, some natural remedy, then it needs to be tested. But none of these remedies are ever tested in, um, in, uh, in, the, in the medical world. And it's always a story on internet or a story with, uh, with just uh, cases of one person and how well it's worked. Um, there are uh, big centers in America that, uh, that have whole floors for alternative medicine, but in addition to the regular medicine, and not as an alternative, but as uh, additional, because none of it is proven. What do you do when a patient, what, for whatever reason, doesn't matter, says, I don't want the regular uh, treatment, I, I, I only want natural treatment. Do you say, then I can't treat you? Well, no, it depends how far they want to go in just choosing natural treatment yeah. or, or doing both or, for example, some women refuse hormonal therapy. Well, that's their choice as long as they're well informed as to what the benefit could be. I mean, y you don't know because um, it's also how you explain it to the patient. If you say uh, you have a 10% chance of a relapse, or you say you have 90% chance that you won't have a relapse, that sounds really different. Sure. Uh, and patients take it a different way. Um, I think that uh, when patients refuse the whole treatment and just want to go the natural way, I'm very honest in that I feel that then they, uh, that, that, that it's not going to go well with them, that yeah. they're going to die. And right. not today, but within a few years. Sure. Are there any, because we have to stop now, are there any, yes, sorry, I, I got the message. Um, one, one question, uh, news, the newest developments, the chances of having breast cancer out of this world, for instance, are there any? Or uh, this is a stupid question because you will say. Well, <laughs> out of this world, I don't, not for no. a long time. Um, I, I, I know there was a whole load of discussion about, uh, I think, the director of the Antoni van Leeuwenhoek saying that it would be becoming a chronic disease. Yes. Well, what he really means, only he put it a bit strongly, you have hormone therapy it, that attacks only the cells that it's meant to attack. You have the Herceptin that is targeted only on the cells that it's meant to attack, and there are more and more medications coming. So a chronic disease, but I can't, I really think you can't call it that, but a disease that you will be able to treat for many, many more years than you could treat um, before to keep someone alive. Good. Are we finishing optimistic a bit? <laughs> You yes, think? Yes, of course. Yes. But was was the building on the Yes, I, 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 okay. Well, she she is about a time. She's she's okay. Uh, a short question, a short answer. <laughs> I so first of all, thank you very much. Um, and my mum has also gone through uh, uh, treatment. And the question is, first of all, who is that young man with you? Uh, answering some of your questions in quite a funny way. Remember, there's this young, teenaging, teenager-looking boy. You mean, you mean the boy who said, the mood ah. swings are the worst? It's my son. Ah, right. Because um, I, I feel like uh, um, it's interesting to, to have captured that, not just from a, 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 a doctor's standpoint, but also you know, from your loved ones. 
Um, and I do feel <laughs> the kind of questions you're asking. Um, I, w I wonder if you also felt like sometimes that the smartest thing, one of the smartest things we've learned in this process is, is that we don't have to have an answer uh, all the time because cancer is quite a mysterious uh, thing. And sometimes when we ask incessantly, it, it causes excessive anxiety. I don't know, I mean, you, you know. You should be content sometimes not to have an answer. Is that what you mean? Yeah, but that's the question. Um, okay, that's the question to you. <laughs> Is it possible to, be, to, be, to, to live with the fact that n n not everything has an answer? Yet, perhaps, or ever. Um, I'm living with that. Yes. Well, that's well. That's a very short answer, but it's very clear. Thank you very much for this documentary. Thank you for uh, uh, being in it. And uh, <laughs> well, not only that. Well, you you cured her. Can I say that, uh, more or less? Yes, I can say that. Thank you for your attention. Um, are, is there anything with voting cards, uh, I should say? No, no. But if you have a voting card, you can vote uh, on this documentary. Uh, have a nice evening and thank you for your attention. Bye.